Don't do it. No! Nobody likes you. Dude, Nobody likes it. That's hot, bro. <laughs> Is it? Sizzling. Sizzling. Um, anyway, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. This is Cedric. And we are Through the Crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it, bitch. And we are recording to you right here from VSOP Studios. Sound better. And please, if you like what you hear, subscribe and review. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. And if you really love us and you want to help us out, please become a monthly supporter on Anchor for as little as a dollar a month. Motherfucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please support us, you motherfucks. <laughs> like, that's a great, great way to support the call of act, call to action. I love it. Yeah, love you it. Know, CTA. Chicago Transit Authority. Calls a th- call to action. Uh, Christy Tressy Anonymous. I don't know. I was uh, trying to... What's, what's another uh, all right. CTA? That's, that's something Cunts else. transform America. Wow. It's true. <laughs> I don't know. If you ever run for president, that, that should be your slogan. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, you found it. Uh, we were on... Some other shit this morning, I guess, because, uh, I don't know. We were thinking about a Dave Chappelle skit that I think I just wanted to remind everybody of. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, play it for you guys right now. (laughs) That show business be crazy. That's where the cultures really collide. Show business bring a lot of races together. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. This is one thing that happens that's funny. You know, sometimes I'll be on a business call, right? You know, like with with a lawyer or something. You know, my lawyers be white and, uh... And uh, <laughs> like we'll be on a call, right? And they'll be like, "Oh, okay, Dave, we're gonna we're gonna close the deal. Is that fine with you?" I'll be like, "Yeah, that's good for me. Great, great. You have a good weekend, Dave." I'll be like, "All right, you too, man. Peace." Oh, all right, bye bye. <laughs> he does a great white person voice. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what to say, right? So sometimes, like, sometimes I'll make up shit that's not even slang, just to see how they handle it and shit. It'd be the same business go, all right, we're going to close the deal. Is that fine with you, Dave? Yeah, sounds good to me. Great. You have a good weekend, Dave. All right, buddy. Zip it up and zip it out. Oh. All right. Zippity-doo-dah. Bye-bye. <laughs> You gotta love that shit. Hey, hey my man's classic. Oh, good stuff. Anyway, we wanted to start it off with a nice, funny little tidbit because we came in here like zip it up and zip it out. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That's it. Yeah, there's, there's like seriously no context to that. No, we just we me and Cedric be on like the same wavelength sometime, and and it's kind of eerie. And we came in, and <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> so we do it on YouTube. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I guess it's time for the verse, right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just jump right into this shit. All right, let's do it. I can break it down like whatever you want. You want, you want, you want, you want. <coughs> me, 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 
All right, Tressie's gonna try and guess this verse. Here we go. Oh my god. Step into the club looking just like a pimp. We got cash, so we screaming out, "Shake some, bitch!" bitch. This is your song. Tell the DJ, put it on. Michael Tyler made you shake, and Cisco made you show your thong. West Coast rapper? No. South Down South rapper? Yes. Mm. Bitch, I'm dead wrong. Been player from the crib. So get out on the floor, girl, and get it how you live. Mm. And since you so hot, fuck it. Show your pussy lips. Oh, God. You got the Tougaloo. Tougaloo? But I know you still flip. Um, I'm really trying to throw you off with the flow here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you showed in. Down South rapper. It's a man. Yes. Um, read that first half again. Step into, Step into the club, club looking, looking just, just like, like a, a pimp. pimp. We got cash. We got cash. So we screaming out. So we screaming it. Shake some. Shake some, bitch. Bitch. That sounds like the cadence. I don't know. Sounds like it would be on like some bounce shit. New Orleans or? It's some down south shit. Yeah, for sure. I know, but bounce. New Orleans got that bounce. Um, Atlanta rapper? No. Okay. Is it New Orleans? Is it an old school? It's older. Older. It's like school. juvenile or some shit. Similar. Similar. In the cash money? No. No. Okay. No. New. Uh. No limit. No. Not that old. You can give me other hints. I mean, Ben's not here to help me out, so. I mean, that's right. So it it is a down south rapper. It is a guy. Uh, think a different state in the south. Florida. No. Mississippi. Yes. Oh, David Banner. Yes. I was going to say that sounds. Yeah, it sounds. David really... Banner. What's the name of the song? That's an old song, though. Because he don't talk like that no more. No, he doesn't. He's all God box yeah. now. Yeah. That's one of his Songs from 2003. One. Yeah, I'm not going to remember. Real girls get down, down on, on the floor. floor. Yeah, I know. On the floor. Like a pimp. Like a pimp. I'll know the current. I don't Step know Step into the club looking, looking just like, like a pimp. pimp. We got and cash, and so we screaming now. Trace on, bitch. Yeah. It's your song. Tell the DJ put it on. See, what's funny is that it, uh, whenever you, because you do the verse and it makes it seem like you know hip hop and I don't. Because <laughs> you Nigga, you do the verse. Next I know. Time. I know. I'm just saying. It's just funny because I'm always the one that's getting this shit wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's Devin cool got it. Huh? Devin got it. Okay, now, now you're just trying to. Oh, I'm. Okay, no, it's cool. You know, it's cool. So it's not just me, it's no. you know, other people too. I understand that. It's okay. It's all right. I still love you, though. No, you Something don't. Up. You really don't. If you loved me, you'd give me something easier. No. <laughs> that that seemed to be easy. I knew I I knew the lyrics. You had it like yeah. 
You definitely had the cadence too. Yeah. You figured out the yeah. cadence. But it's but, from 2003. Mm-hmm. You know? I knew it had a bounce to it. That that actually that, that's a bounce. Like a pimp. But it didn't have the New Orleans bounce that I was thinking. That was mm. that song was a shit back in the day, boy. Like that shit a came pimp. Out. Yeah. That shit was dope. All right. Well, that was the worst. I don't know which one was. Oh, good job. Nice. I nice. figured it out. You did great. I did not label those pads correctly. <laughs> First try. Woohoo. All right. Um, I almost made a really inappropriate pads joke, but I, I didn't. Yeah, don't do that. Women's rights. Hello. I believe what? the women. You know what joke that I fucking hated, but I used to say all the time because it was still funny? Want to hear a joke? Yeah. Women's rights. <laughs> 33. Yo, you said it. Yeah. You 33 year old Tressie is like, eh, it's not that funny anymore. But fucking 25. Even every like, time. Like, every time. Want to hear a joke? Yeah. Women's, Women's rights. rights. Ah! <laughs> it's not funny no more because that shit's real. <laughs> like, it's for real. Anyway, um,. Well, that was a good verse. Thank that was you. Great, yeah. That was amazing. I really appreciate did a great it. Job. Did a great job. Almost guessing. Did a great job. <laughs> You're such a fucking shade. You contouring the shit out of me. You know what contour is? No, please. So when you contour your face, you're like, it's a, it's like to like in makeup, like you're trying to like accentuate some of the bone structure, I guess, on your face. Okay. So <laughs> it's kind of like a shading. Oh my God. Is this like so that's what, you trying to make a bar over here? No, that's what me and my friend Chris uh, used to say. Like, it's not quite the, a full shade, but it's a contour. <laughs> I'm contouring the fuck out of you. All right, so uh, what's next? Let's go ahead and get into some of the trending music. I guess trending musically in our world locally was um, the Winter Block Party 2020. Yeah, yeah shout out to Vocalo for, for real hosting that event. A whole lot of hip hop and like. When I say hip hop, I mean hip hop. No, it, like, was it wasn't for just real rapping. It wasn't. It was. There were, it was. There were MCs. There were artists there. Like, breaking. There was break dancing mm-hmm. popping, and they had the um, bunch of dancers, and I mean, it was it was beautiful. There was people was painting. Event. Painters, yeah. Um, that's what we saw. At least we got there around four for the MC battle. Uh, shout out to Concept who won. Yeah, shout um, out. And he found us somehow, so I really appreciate that. We'll be reaching out to you, see what you're doing with your life. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Happiness Club, like yes. th- this group of kids that were dancing, but Their all these young kids—they were killing it. I mean, they it were... was all ages, yeah, all flavors of people too. Yeah. And they were just dancing, like there was some voguing in there. Yeah, they were fucking like just do- doing like they footwork, did footwork, pop locking, for real the footwork. Like they to were, see all yeah. of them do that footwork at the same time was. Phenomenal. That was like the highlight for me. Um, just seeing all those kids up there happy and dancing and everybody was just joining in. That was cool. Also, shout out to Brittany Carter. Yeah, she she, she killed, killed her set. Killed her set, yep. I mean, talk about the breath control and the fact that she sounds exactly like her record. Yeah, I think we we definitely talked about that before. I think the only other artist that I can say I've seen do a show mm. that had mm. sounded the same as the records. Jay Z, he's he's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. Like he mm-hmm. sounds exactly like his records. Exactly at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Britney Carter, she definitely had the same. Like she sounded like her records. Yeah, we definitely. went there for her, so I'm I'm really happy that uh, we were able to see her perform and that that it was actually really positive too. Yeah. So. 
Shout out to you. Um, yeah, shout out to all the artists who were who were a part of it. Shout yeah. out to yeah. Matt Muse did a really good job too. Yeah, loved all of his music. Um, Ad Two was there. Ad Two was there, but Matt Muse did a really good job hosting too. Like yep. switching from yep. you know uh, artist to host, artist to host. Yeah, beep beep beep. You know, <laughs> uh, who beep, else was beep, there? Beep. Yeah. It was like that. Um, so the MC battle. What is? I forget what the. It was like the something Olympics. Olympics. I don't remember. They tried. They said their name, and I can't remember it. But apparently, they're doing something at Wicker Park um, next weekend yeah. at the Adidas, the Adidas uh, store. store. So if you guys want to see like a a, a dope MC battle, um, go there. Yes, next week, Wicker Park, Adidas uh, flagship store. Um, they also did something that was really interesting. Which is? Uh, it was our first time seeing them, so it was really interesting to see that instead of like the battle being to tear somebody down, oh, it yeah. was the compliments. You had to come up off the top of the dome with complimenting um, your opponent, and that was a really interesting flip. It was, and there were a few artists there who got the got the concept. And yes, were still able to make fun of their opponent while bigging them up, mm-hmm. which I think was. Very creative way to kind of flip right. that, that concept, and it is it is something different. I've not seen that at a battle before. Me either. So it was hot. Yeah, dope shit yesterday. Good yeah. job, Vocalo. Good job, Matt Muse. Add to all the people that were involved. Um, that yeah, was amazing. Thanks. It was a fun show. Yeah. You know, me and Cedric were so old. We trying to get out of the house more, and that was one of the first things that we've done this year. Um, so it was nice to like have that as an experience. It was, it great. was and. Another thing is that there was people of all ages, people yep. of all uh, different cultures and backgrounds. Zippity doo dah <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And there was uh, Matt Muse was like, man, he's like, I went to college, but I, that was the first time I've ever seen a white person swag surf, and I was like, that's true. That's funny. The whole I crowd mean, was doing that shit. It was hot. Yeah, it was fun. Good job, Vocalo. Yeah, it was great. Good times, guys. All right. Um, should we get into the music portion of this motherfucker? Let's do it. Let's put him to bed. Put him to rest. Put him to rest. Put him to bed. What are you talking about? What are you saying? I'm saying we should, you know, lay him down. Are you saying we should get into the hip-hop cafe? Yeah. All right. Why the tempo so slow? Because <laughs> yeah, that's the chopped and screwed version. <laughs> it's because the other one is, you know. Anyway, yeah, this thing is. I think it was King that told us like the beat is starting to have like its own a life of its own on the podcast. <laughs> as much as we try and upgrade shit, if we just keep a little bit of what we had from the beginning, like that whack ass beat. <laughs> We anyway, know where we come from. So we can't put it to rest. But you know who is trying to be put to rest. You understand now you finally I got I got what you were saying, but you needed to introduce the segment uh, first, you piece of shit. Uh, bars. Uh. So we're gonna be talking about Lil Wayne. Yes. And his album mixtape project thing called Funeral. Kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't anticipating a Wayne drop when it dropped. But 
It dropped. Mm-hmm. Like your balls. It. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> as long as it's like, you know, 70 degrees outside or more, they're dropping. It's any colder <laughs> than that. <laughs> Hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough of the jokes. Let's get serious. Yeah, so Little Wayne <laughs> Funeral. This is album project number I can't even count anymore. I uh, think it's 13, 16. Little Wayne has so many projects, albums, mixtapes. It's it's kind of ridiculous. And listening to this one kind of made me... I actually went back and listened to Carter Three again because that was kind of the high point mm-hmm. of his career. But then even in between then, he had so many runs of, of, of mixtapes and mixtape series where he did so many different things and tried so many different styles. It's like, shit, here we are with another Lil Wayne project. Right. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I think part of the reason why I was surprised for this one, just jumping right in there, is yeah, because I was not anticipating it. Okay. You know, sometimes when you get surprised, you're like, oh, shit, what's this? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Woo, I'm so excited. So that's, that's kind of how I felt with this one. Uh, I, remember the, I remember the first time I listened to it, I was comparing it to the surprise Eminem album that we got. Same. I've been doing that. Because I was thinking, okay, these are two kind of already established artists. They're both kind of trying to redefine themselves or find themselves in this modern day. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of kids out there. Granted, Lil Wayne is still much younger than Eminem. Mm-hmm. Just in age. In the time they've been active in the game, uh, I mean, they've, they've been active for and on top for a very long time, so. I think it's just natural to make a comparison. And I definitely saw how Wayne is able to maneuver a little bit more nimbly in the contemporary space than Eminem is. Yes. Um, Another thing, yeah, Little Wayne is only 37. Right. Um, And I I did the same thing. I was... It was a a lot of comparison just because of... Because they've been rapping for a long time... And Lil Wayne has always found a way to not really hop on, but, like, fit in with the new wave. Yes. Um, And so it's a lot easier for him. Um, But I'll just, I guess I'll just go into it now. One of the things that was was, uh, top of mind for me while listening to this is uh, growth. And um, I was comparing that to a conversation that we had with Dev on the last episode. And... um, and what uh, T with Tammy, shout out to T with Tammy, said on uh, Twitter, she said that, um, what did she say? Oh, she said that um, Eminem is unlike our, uh, unlike Jay-Z because we don't hear any growth from him. And I wonder what her her or, and everyone else's thoughts are on Lil Wayne not uh, gathering any uh, on on Little Wayne's growth, maybe not not gathering, but like, is there growth there? What do you consider that growth, etc.? Because I'll tell you from my perspective, I don't hear much growth from him. Um, on the last product, the Carter Five, I think it was called Open Letter, is the only like I think that was the only or maybe one of the first um, introspective songs that we got from him. Um, in regards to, like, what his life is and how he's doing and how he's coping with things. Um, So if we're trying to compare, like, an Eminem, a Jay-Z, and a Lil Wayne, like, Jay-Z has shown us growth. 
I don't think that M or Wayne has shown us that much growth. Um, now I could be, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down to debate this. If you can find, if you've listened to this album or Carter Five in a different ear or whatever, but I still hear the same Percocets. I still hear the same Lean. Don't ask me what's in my 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 Sprite type of shit. Like I still hear all that stuff, and that doesn't sound like growth to me. So I think when you think about growth from an mm-hmm. artist, you you have to think about where in what area mm-hmm. you know in are they growing? Is it their content? Is it their sound? Is it the beats? Mm-hmm. Is it the flows? <clears throat> so I think there's a lot of growth in Wayne in his style. Yes. I think he's always been a swaggy dude. So mm-hmm. even listening back to some of his older projects, mm-hmm. he's always kind of got those songs that are very now mm-hmm. sounding. Even on Carter 3, he has some yeah. songs that were like heavy on the auto-tune or heavy on whatever the sound was at that time. Right. Same thing on this project. He's got some songs on there that sound super heavy auto-tuny, but like sound like some shit the kids are making now. Right. You know, I even think of some some kids in Chicago that, you mm-hmm. know, I could totally hear this playing at one of their fucking raves or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something that I'm into? Probably not. Right. But I I, I see him That's what I was able gonna... to do that, that type of music. Right. But then he also has songs where he... Uh, He's able to still grab still like the hip hop heads. Yes, like, he has songs where he'll just grab a hard beat and just, just rip it to pieces, mm-hmm. and changing his flows up. Mm-hmm. You know, inflections in his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I think it was a song like a Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. where it's just kind of the, 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 this unorthodox beat and yeah. unorthodox breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and even from Carter Five, you know, a song that he, he did like a like a Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's able to kind of stretch the boundaries a little bit. Um, And I think he has shown growth. And maybe not in the content. Maybe not in the content of what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there was even a song on here, uh, the one he did with... uh, Fuck, man. What is the... I want to say The weekend, but it's not The weekend, dude. What's what's that singer's name? Adam Levine? No, not Adam Levine. (laughs) Not that song. The one with the dream, the, the dream, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sights and silencers. There we go. There mm-hmm. we go. I think this is a prime example. I think if that song was performed, if there was like Little Wayne not on that song, like if there was an actual singer on that song, mm-hmm. like the dream and like a singer, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a dope ass song. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's one of those songs that is kind of pushing things a little bit. It's definitely a different sound from Little Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, and even the whole concept of the song. Um, hmm. Uh, what's he say? He says, a beautiful soul, I'm surprised there's a body that can hold it. Like, that's a beautiful line. Like, I'm surprised there's a body that can hold your soul. I remember when I was like, ooh, ooh, that's a bar. Like, <laughs> like imagine saying that right. to a girl. She'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. Here right? are the panties. Right, no. but, <laughs> I but see. It's, it's, it's showing that there is, like, Wayne has never had a problem like having a topic and sticking to it. Right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I th- when I was talking about growth, and I think when we compare, so we compared Eminem to Jay Z, and Jay Z has grown in sound and content. So there are different types of growth. I do agree with that. I think Wayne has grown in sound, and I think he has grown in like his flows, but his content hasn't grown. And I no. think that's the same thing that we look at Eminem. Eminem's content doesn't grow with to me. It's always like bar for bar, this thing, like let me show you how lyrical, right. spiritual, miracle I could be. And 
that's fine with Wayne, but 33-year-old Tressie can't listen to you talk about Percocets when you're 37 and you've got multiple kids and, and people in life. But, like, at the same time, like, do you whatever you want to do. Um, but, like, I can't. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I do give him credit for being able to put himself in this era. And I think he also wants everyone to recognize that I'm still doing this because right. he references on multiple tracks, um, like, y'all my sons, y'all my children. Like, he yeah. even said it in the Drink Champs episode that he did. The He's like, yes, a lot of these people are my sons. Like, they learn from me. And so, and nobody would dispute that either. No. Um they might try, but they'd lose. Yeah, they would lose. They're, they're like, where's your argument? Right. You have no facts. Yeah, Wayne has received. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like Wayne literally has the, rece- the receipts. This man has been rapping on the since big screen. Since he was like 13. Since he was a fucking child. Yeah. And he's still, and that, I think after hearing this and hearing his ability to still make relevant music, mm-hmm. like not just good music, but relevant music. There's mm-hmm. a complete difference. Like, think of like, it's going to be kind of weird, mm-hmm. but think of like a Luther Vandross, right? Yeah. He had a pretty long career. Mm-hmm. You know, core set of fans that loved it. He lost all of our hip-hop people. It's fine. I'm just kidding. It's fine. But <laughs> Bring like, it back around. There was, a, there was a period in time where he was on top. Yeah. And then it just, you know, he just kind of faded and kind of still made really good music, but for his fans and people that loved his style of music, mm-hmm. Wayne has somehow been able to like make music for a long period of time mm-hmm. and not just make music for his fans, mm-hmm. but make music that is still relatable to like the next coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of a song like I Don't Sleep. The one with uh uh what's the what's the third dude from the Migos name? Take off. Take off, third, there we go. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the other one, the other Migo. <laughs> come on, uh, man. It's, that's a l- bad joke from a long time ago, <laughs> all right? <laughs> come on. I ain't getting a bad bougie. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, and that song is clearly, I think, I think in my opinion, the, the, the most radio-friendly song, the song that's, like, best ready to, to be streamed like crazy. I can see all the kids bopping this shit. It's got a fucking bop. You said that's the best? That's the most? Single ready one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for hmm. sure. For sure. But the beat, the flow's on there. I do? Yes. I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got the drug talk. He's talking about doing drugs. He's talking about fucking somebody else's bitch. He's talking about all the designer and rich shit he's got. It's got all, it's got, it's checked off all the marks. It's perfect. But better than I do? With Big Sean and Lil Baby? I, I don't think know. so. I don't know. I think so. And I do. I can't, I can't remember one. I Don't Sleep. I, don't, I can't remember that I don't chorus. Sleep. Mm, fuck a bed. Fuck a Fuck a piece. Mm, mm, mm. I, don't, I don't do this. Yeah, like that. I feel like that one is a lot more catchy. But okay. It's apples and apples. Yeah, no, it's but funny. it's... I do it as another one. Yeah. And actually... <laughs> little Baby's grown on me. He has. He, Right? Ever since the song he did for um, Queen and Slim, Slim. Yes. I was like, he's gro- I'm like, you know what? Talk, we want to talk he's about decent. growth. Yeah, he's actually, <laughs> he's growing on me. Yeah. Little baby growing on me a little bit. Little baby, the deal thing, little baby. Yeah, right? I was not Good fucking job. with him. Yeah. But, yeah. He made me a believer. I'm a believer. Um, let's talk about the length of this project. You mean how it was like 24 songs for Kobe? 
Yeah, 24 seconds of silence. Yes. I mean, now I can't talk about the length of the project. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was going to be talking shit, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, look. <laughs> look. It's long. There's a handful and a half of songs that I would have left off. Yep. But there's always a handful of songs that I will lead, leave off of almost every Wayne project. Just because he always has those songs that are super in, like, for, like, a small subset of people. Right. You know? Um, like that Adam Levine song. Yeah, Adam Levine. <laughs> or or, or thing like Lollipop. It was a huge song. But that song is not very good. Yeah. It's not very good. No. Like I, I, from all the Wayne songs, it's 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 very mediocre. But it's it was a huge song and it served its purpose of getting him radio play. And you know, so Wayne definitely has that problem. He's got a few songs like that. Um, um yeah, I guess. Not me. Yeah. Rolling like my nigga from the grassy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have wrote this down. He had a couple of he. he but that's another thing, like Wayne. As much as I wanted to say, like, I don't hear that much growth. Like, I hear growth in... He's got, like... He doesn't have growth in, like, one of three things that we expect from people in growth. Uh, we expect growth, what, content-wise, sound-wise, flow-wise, right? He's got two of the three. Yeah. So, I guess I can't say there's no growth there. Um, I don't even know if that's growth. I would just say he's adaptable in that. But maybe that is growth. It's growing, It's yeah, growth. It's that's growth. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, I thought this, uh, that song with Lil Twist, I was very impressed by Twist. Oh, I was the exact opposite. He was Really? Yeah. Uh. I was impressed by his, his, I thought his verse was almost better than Wayne's. So here's, this is where I feel Wayne gets a leg up just on swag alone in that, the way he, the way he performs his I'm verses, about to do this. the way he performs his verses, make them more enjoyable to listen to than that little twist verse. I was not a huge fan of that, of the twist verse. His voice annoys me. But he sounds like Wayne. No, he's not sound like Wayne. Yeah, he does. He's not sound like Wayne. All right. Well. um... Yes, I understand what you mean in in the way that Wayne can say things. But I also did not expect a lot from Twist, which is why this was impressive to me. Got it. But low bar. It was a low, low bar. Um, I also didn't understand the chorus for this one. I don't get it either. I, I, don't, I, don't I read the genius thing, and I feel like it's a yoga pants right now. Oh, it's a huge stretch. It, the genius, he's not saying anything. The genius uh, description of this song... Is Ball Hard is a, an aggressive track that sees Lil Wayne reunite. But first of all, they need to really check these annotators or whatever. But um, Ball Hard is an aggressive track that sees Lil Wayne reunite. That's horrible. Um, that Lil Wayne and Twist unite to rap about living the lifestyle of celebrities while maintaining the grinding mind state of an athlete. So who the fuck? Why did you put Pee Wee Herman? Tina Turner, Pee Wee Herman, Tina Turner. It it just rhymes. It just rhymes. Yeah, it just rhymes. It doesn't make any sense. Buy it, furnish, eat Italian, shop in Paris, drive a German. Like that makes sense. 
But David Yerman, I don't know who David Yerman is, do you? Nope. Okay. Eric Sermon, okay, that's hip hop. Yep. Pee Wee Herman, what? Was that the is movie that? Thing? Are you talking about like. Are you masturbating in a movie theater? Exactly. I was just going to bring that up. Like, that's the first thing when I think of Pee Wee uh, Herman. Yes! I don't think of anything I don't think he of, did. No, I think no. of jacking off in a fucking movie it, theater. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gross. gross. <laughs> Tina Turner, buy it, furnace, eat it. So, like, what is, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, it sounds good. Yeah. It, it sounds, sounds good. good. I don't know what the fuck it means. I like the music. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not going to. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Random thing. Why did it take Little Wayne so long to do a Wayne's World song? I'm not sure. Hmm. That song is hot. <laughs> I fuck with that Wayne's last song. World. <laughs> I party hard. I party excellent. That shit's hard, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. The way he flipped that shit and yeah. the Wayne's World sample, it's Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's hard. Like, yeah. Why didn't he do that song? Fucking he was waiting 10 for years this funeral. Mm. Bars. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, but yeah, that I think that was an excellent way to end it because. Of course he had to have a Wayne's World song. Of course he did. Of course. Of course. No, yeah, that he took a while to do that. But it's interesting. But I guess that also speaks to him just being able to come up with new concepts and new things and and think of different ways. To, like, that's another thing. That's one thing that's uh, impressive about Lil Wayne is he says things different. He does. I say that all the time. He That's does. my little slogan. Say and he, things different. And he, and he uses different words, you know? Like, yeah. he's... I think we were talking about it before where he uses, like, uh, you know... Uh, he said something... Even, uh, like, a random song like Wild Dogs. Right. Not a great song. It's no. not It's not one of my favorite songs. Mm-mm. But he just... He uses words other rappers don't use, like, perpetual, veterinarian, Tesla. Amphibian. Like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just the fact that he uses words. Yeah. Different words. Yeah. It's refreshing. I'm sure he reads... He he must read, yeah. yeah. Um, what? Yeah, what was I gonna say? Fuck. I don't know. I'm not in your fucking head. Get in my head, <laughs> or you can get out of my head. Featuring XXX. What did you think about that song? Half baked. Mm. It just didn't feel finished. Yeah. It wasn't very polished. Like I, I get it, mm-hmm. and I understand it, and it's the second time he's featured X. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure there was a some type of relationship there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he even had a I don't remember the, the song But he He did a hook on a song Where he, he did a Like an X-like voice on mm-hmm. it. Uh, So I, I definitely think Wayne was influenced by X you Yeah know, Maybe he had even gone both ways mm-hmm. To some extent But The song just kind of felt half mm-hmm. Half done Wayne was talking about In uh, The Drink Champs Episode He was talking about how He doesn't really listen to other people Yes either. And like the little, he's like the literal time that I would catch anyone else is when I'm getting into the car and the Bluetooth doesn't connect, and it goes on the radio. Like that's the only time I would hear that. I'd be like, oh, who's that? You know. So that's how he ingests what's what's going around him, what's going on around him. And I guess it's like when he's working with these different producers and shit too. That's how he can get the sound. And I guess that also speaks to him that he could just fucking rap on anything and just go. Um, what did you think about all of the Russell Westbrook references? It was like two or three songs where he said his name. I think he's really like Wild Dogs is all about Russell. Yes. Uh, um, he's. I mean, and then there's the Harden song. Like I know he's a huge uh, 
basketball fan, but I just felt like there was a couple times that he was saying things the same way too. I mean, it's just funny. Like he can say things different, but he can also say the same shit and make me tired of it. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of basketball references on here. I mean, he has a song called Big Ball James. Hard, Ball Hard, Ball Hard, Harden. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's there's a lot of songs like that. So I mm. mean, it's it is it is what it is. I mean, yeah. he definitely reuses some stuff. I mean, like on mm-hmm. Line Em Up, he reused the I Am Legend line where he's like, I Am Legend, Jada Pinkett or some shit. Yeah, Jada Pinkett. That he he used the same shit from uh, Let the Beat Build. Yeah. It was, it was like a very similar line he used from fucking Carter Three. So mm-hmm. he can do that. I mean, but I guess also when you've been in the game for as long, it's like, how else am I going to find it? That's one of the things he said in the past. He's like, I have to keep coming up with different ways to say things. And I think that's the only reason why I'm here now. But like, he has been recycling some bars, and that's, that's fine. Like, I can't come up with nothing original. Right now, you know? <laughs> but um, what did you think about Bing James? Ah, uh, Big James. Bing James. This is the song where I felt like the chorus was something that, like, X would have done. Mm-hmm. Kind of with his voice. Uh, it's not a bad song. I mean... I liked it. You know, it's it, it's not, like, one of my top favorites, but it's definitely one of the more boppy songs. Like, I, I could hear it... It has a more pleasant sound to it, as in uh, more easier listening to contemporary ears, as opposed to like easier listening to contemporary ears. Yeah, for hip hop, like, like it's not. It's a more easily it's got a more of digestible a... sound for like twenty twenty than some weird shit like a Mamma Mia. Like, damn, what is that? Skip. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I liked that song yeah. a lot. I think you're trying to tell me that I have contemporary ears. That that no, I'm I need I'm not ears. At all. Yes, you are. It's not okay. a, not even a little. No, you are. You hate me. <laughs> I don't understand it. All I do is love you, and you just fucking I don't push sleep. me down into the fucking dirt. What'd you say? I don't sleep. You don't. That's your favorite song. Takeoff did well on that. The third amigo. Dude, I told you it's already a bad joke. It's so old. So anyway, overall, I would not listen to this project again. Um, <laughs> just because it's one too long. I understand the the tribute and I appreciate the tribute, but I I think overall, like I am okay with not listening to a full Little Wayne project and only catching features because a lot of the songs that I like on here are have features from other people. And I think I, I would definitely like being James is dope. I do it is dope. That um, I don't sleep is good. Like a lot of those ones that I like, I I mean, now no no you know. That one isn't that the one like you know you know you're you're a hope for show hope for show, fucking I was like come on, yeah, <clears throat> that was hard. That you was know hard. is what was you're one a hope for show hope for show. I would have dropped this song. Yeah, and it sucks because it's two chains and I love Collard Grove. It was a good project. And then it was just like, womp, womp. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, overall, I wouldn't... I, w- I think going forward, I want to hear more Lil Wayne on features. Like mixtape Wayne back in the day, like how he was just feature for feature for feature. Because I don't know if I can, I can stomach a full project from him. Okay. Unless there's some introspective shit on there. 
I had I'm, to listen to all of Carter Five to get to open letter. So, yeah. you know, that's it for me. All right. I mean, solid project by Wayne. I think he solid. Solid. Yeah, I think it was solid. I I I think he's kind of cemented himself already in hip hop history. Yes. I mean, I I feel like he will definitely go down as one of the That's best not what and, we're talking and most about. consistent to do it. And I feel like <laughs> this I feel like this project is just adding to his legacy. I don't think it's it's a blemish. I, I think when you look back, you'll be like he yeah. did his thing on this. You know, it it it's not a perfect project mm-hmm. by any means, but it's it adds to what is Wayne. It doesn't take away. Okay. Did we say that five I was a takeaway from his no. I have to go back. I feel like we reviewed it. <clears throat> we did. We, we didn't we didn't love it, but we didn't hate it and it I, was I could have sworn you it said it took refreshing. away. No. I have to look. Somebody fact check us. Make sure Cedric said he it took away because I think that's what he said. It definitely did not. All right. Well, that was the Hip Hop Cafe. Yeah. Nice. And we're back. All right. <laughs> it's been a while in that cafe, didn't we? Yeah, we did, you know. But, I mean, it's Little Wayne. You got to give him the time you need, you know, the time of day. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, there's 24 songs, so it's a lot. It's a whole lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of listening. So let's uh, let's get into some, some new stuff. Yeah. We got some news to talk about. I think we do. All right, cool. Let, let, let's start with some hip-hop stuff since we're talking about, like, you know, rappers and... and Rapping. And that, that's, you know, what the show's music. about. Music. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the music. Um, so, you know, many young artists dream of the opportunity to get into the studio with some of the best producers and song makers. Right. Uh, and to finally sign their name on the line for a major label deal. Yep. You know, but over and over again, we hear stories of young artists being taken advantage of financially by the labels and the producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Khalees. Khalees. You guys know who that is, I Yes, because her milkshake yes. brings all of the boys to the yard. Yeah, Nas and, you know, he, that's a whole different story. Yes, that is a very different story. <laughs> um, but Khalees recently spoke with, to The Guardian about how she was, quote-unquote, lied to and tricked about how the publishing revenue would be split. Uh, so for her first two albums, they were fully produced by the Neptunes, famous powerhouse duo of producers Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, mm-hmm. who said th- who said that they would all three of them split the publishing up. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the deal she signed was a little bit different than that, and she didn't get a fucking dime from them. <laughs> not a not, not a one, a, not a one dime. Um, and then not like nair, not not one, not a nada nada. <laughs> and then on top of that. Uh, P. Diddy just recently received an award at the uh, Grammys. Yeah. Uh, Salute to Industry Icons Award. Mm-hmm. And Mace, Pastor, sorry, Pastor Mace. Pastor Mace. You must give me. him his so holy sorry. title. So sorry. Pastor Mace had uh, some words uh, to say about uh, Mr. P. Diddy. Um, apparently, Mace found Pastor Mace, sorry, Pastor Mace found himself in a similar situation as Miss Khalees. Uh, when he was... Uh, 19 years old, P. Diddy, 
purchased his publishing. Ooh, that's a lot of peas. Pete did he purchase his publishing. Peter Piper picked a pepper. <laughs> for $20,000. So, so imagine if you're 19 years old. 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And this is like fucking 30 years ago because Mace is old as shit, right? And someone offers you $20,000 for your publishing. First of all, at 19, do you even fully understand what publishing is? Nope. Someone's offering you I didn't 20... know it, but it was until like 10 minutes ago. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Mace realized, huh, I'm getting kind of screwed right now. I'd like to get my publishing back. Mm-hmm. So he recently offered... Oh, this is all according to Mace, yes. by the way. We've not heard. We from have Pete not fact checked anything <laughs> this is, else. This is outside all according of this. to Mace, right? So Mace says he offered P Diddy two million dollars for mm-hmm. his publishing. P Diddy says, "Well, I mean, these other cats were offering more, so if you can't match them, I don't sorry, know what to bro. tell you. Right? I don't know what to tell you." So again, we've got the Neptunes, mm-hmm. who everybody loves. Right? P Diddy, everybody, who everybody loves. loves. He's changed his name to Love. You have to love him. Right. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about <laughs> And they're screwing people. So, I mean, is, In this, the a, is, on it, Tuesday. is this a surprise to you? No, I don't think it is a surprise. And it also just, it brings up a question for me um, that I want people to ask themselves, like, especially new people that are trying to get into the industry. All you new people. You know, like, Still we, wet behind we, the we've heard of these stories coming from Jive, Coming from uh, Def Jam at points, coming from every record level, Atlantic, Atlantic like Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, yes, like every record label is trying to fuck you over. They're trying to bend you over, get some lube. They actually no fucking lube. Ah, it's a new beer opening. Um, yeah, no lube, no lube. They like it raw. Just trying to fuck you raw. Raw dog in your ass. And we've heard so many of these stories coming from, like, the 80s, the 90s, into the 2000s, now the 2010s. Like, even into now. Like, we have to understand that this is a dumbass industry right now. Like, it's yeah. a cutthroat industry. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. Especially for people of color. If Mr. Love wants to talk about, like... Why are we talk? Why are we doing this to our people? He and- did he love? She's yes, right exactly. <laughs> in, in case y'all didn't know who I, Love is, I know he changes his name every thirty seconds. So, um, but it's it's just interesting. It's like, why do you choose? Like, I understand it's a love and a passion for the game, but we're choosing to get into this industry, right. you know, and we know that it's already fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait till we hear of more executives being forthcoming and, uh, I don't know. I, I I want some kumbaya music shit. That's all I want in, in regards to the business. I love hearing y'all kill people in your songs. <laughs> oh, fuck, that sounds bad. <laughs> I love the violence, the gangbang, and that's, you know, that's all really right. Nice. But I know you're not going to... Never mind. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, I just I just think about it that way. I'm just like, we all know that this shit is a cutthroat industry. Um, it's not nothing new. Um, I think people are trying to change their ways, maybe. But if I don't know how long ago this might have happened with Mace, between Mace and Diddy. I don't know how... I mean, I know Khalees seems that she's over it, like in that um, uh, 
uh, interview, she was talking about like, you know, like I've, I saw him when he was presenting on stage. We give each other a nod because I'm not going to be like the crazy person like, nigga, you owe me publishing in the middle of fucking awards ceremony. Right. So if we give each other a nod, everybody thinks everything's cool. It's not cool, but I'm not also also trying to come up here and like ask him for him for shit. Like I'm, it's water under the bridge, but I don't right. fuck with you. You know. So, so, so this is something that I think digs a little deeper. I think into what is the music industry mm -hmm. and how it has been a space where a lot of black people and people of color have been able to make a lot of money for themselves, grow industries, grow powerful, and build some solid wealth for themselves. However, of all other industries, it is extremely not very well regulated from the government in that, you know, you don't have, like, yes, there may be artist unions and all this other shit, but who's no. actually a part of an artist, artist union? union? Right? Who's, they all who's, are still talking about, like, they don't get health right. benefits and all this other exactly. shit. So, yeah, there's no... There's no guaranteed health or health benefits for artists. You know, there's no retirement programs, no 401ks. There's no, you know, you get paid every two weeks. You're not on payroll. It's, you know, you you get paid when you get paid. You get paid when you do shows. It's very loose. And so it's kind of like we're in this industry that is like the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. Like you got more goons than me, then guess what? You're signing this paper and I'm taking that shit from you. Right. So it's, you know, part of, it's, it's kind of painful for me because... This isn't uh, an industry that we've become successful in. We, as in the culture, yes. has become successful in. But we haven't reformed it to, to make it a more equitable place for right. everyone who's involved in it. Mm -hmm. You know, people talk about, oh, there needs to be a $15 minimum wage. It's like, even a McDonald's worker has some kind of rights. Right. They at least have the basic rights of if you're working for five mm -hmm. hours, you have to get at least a 20-minute break. Like, right. there's some rules and regulations there. Ain't shit like that in music. Mm -hmm. It is whatever... The producer, the label says it is. So mm -hmm. it sucks, but it's tis the nature of the beast. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it like the one thing when once you when you were uh explaining that, the thing I thought about is like these creatives like to be they don't want to be held down by something. Like the one thing that you'll you'll hear from a lot of artists is like, I could never I wasn't able to do a nine to five. You know? And to me, I think that's it's interesting. And when we try and talk about these things and, like, you try and put regulations on something where people feel like they need to be free, like, they're not going to go for that. But at the same time, I don't think half the people understand what it would do to help them. Right. So. But it's also, I think, we have to check those people who are at the top who have the more power in the music industry because they can just kind of muscle contracts on people. <laughs> they can muscle people through different things. P. Diddy. <laughs> so, you know... Um, For real. <laughs> right, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These people do this. And, you know, they're... Tyler Crater. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting to name people. <laughs> well, I mean, you did say one of the names, so, yeah. you know, let's, let's just go on to the next story, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, speaking of moguls and, and people in hip-hop who have power, um, after signing a very lucrative deal, to produce the Super Bowl halftime show and other entertainment events and ventures for the NFL, mm -hmm. Jay-Z and family were seen sitting during the national anthem at this year's Super Bowl. Okay. I didn't see it because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I stand with Cap. <laughs> what up? Yeah. Um, many were quick to assume that him and Beyonce and family 
sitting was an intentional show of solidarity with Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z quickly in an interview, like the next day, came out and shot that shit down. I was working, Mm -hmm. he was quoted as saying. He was described the moment as he was talking to Beyonce about the quality of the show and how Mm -hmm. how it sounded and, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah, remember when you did the Super Bowl? Yeah, this and this and that. Yeah, he was talking... yeah. He was talking about how he was like, my wife has done the Super Bowl. I haven't. I wanted to know what this moment felt like, what this meant. Like, we were working because I put on this show. I wasn't thinking about whether I was sitting or standing. Plus, there's a bunch of other people around them standing or sitting, excuse me. Um, I don't know how to feel about that answer. Um, I believe him, but in a sense... It seems like a political answer. It to me, it seems like like you should like. I feel like there's some tension between the Ka- Kaepernick and Jay Z camps. Like, I just I feel like you could have said something different. Like I don't know. Like you you over here you trying to appease to both people because right. you want to own like an NFL team or you want some type of piece of this whatever and. Um, I it's it's like does he have to play the game in order to get into the room so that he can change things, or so so he can't say like you know I'm I'm standing with Cat, but I, is that like fucked up in a minute in a way like I don't know how to feel like I go back and forth it's like I understand why you're doing one s- side of this thing but at the other side like you don't have the balls to do to to speak up or like what is it you know. I don't know. It is very weird. I think the whole thing is weird, and it raises more questions. I think his response raises more questions than it gives us answers. Right. For a number of reasons. I mean, one, he made a statement saying, we're we're past kneeling. Yes. He made the statement very clearly that he was going to be working with the NFL. It wasn't about Kaepernick. It was Mm -hmm. about business and it was about making sure that the NFL was not held accountable but at least played some role in pushing black policies forward. That's kind of part of what he's working with them. So he's like, we're past it, whatever. Now what are we going to do next? What are we moving on to actually do, right? Mm-hmm. So he's about doing things, right? Mm-hmm. But he he knows the pressure of the national anthem. So that takes me to, that takes me to my second point. You know there's focus on the national anthem and you know there's a that you even being affiliated with the NFL is based on the Kaepernick thing. And so you have to be aware of this moment. Right. Like you're too smart. You, you don't become a billionaire by just, oh, oh yeah, I, I forgot to stand for the national anthem. Like, no, nigga, you, you, you didn't just forget. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very hard for me to believe that he just forgot because it is such a really critical moment. And then, I mean... Three, it's like, do you not see everybody else in the stadium standing up and stopping? How long is the national anthem? Oh, like a minute or two. You didn't notice halfway through? And you're just like, oh, well. Fuck it, I'm already seated. Mm. It's just, so I don't know what he's playing. I don't know if he's trying to go on both sides of the fence. If that's what it feels like to me with this answer and the fact that he sat down, because I, I do agree, like, you, you know what this moment means, but you chose to stay sitting. So I don't know whether to take his answer as a political answer or just a purely I forgot. 
Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like, that's it. Like, I, I can't say anything else without talking directly to the man and asking him, like, nigga, did you really know about that shit? And looking him in his eyes and see him trying to answer me. You know what I mean? You, I don't know. You could feel when somebody's trying to lie to your ass. True. At least I can, so. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. I had to read that answer. Can't feel it. That's why motherfuckers can't take text messages in the wrong way. <laughs> you can't text somebody K and then expect them to be okay with that. You got to say, okay. K. <laughs> K. K what? KKK. Kill. Never mind. Anyway. Any hoots. All right. Um, but yeah, that's how I feel about that. All right. I mean, he's not canceled yet, but he's, he's on watch. Yes. He is on, <laughs> he's on, he's on the clock. <laughs> he is on the clock. We've canceled Drake already, right? I mean, Drake's been canceled for several reasons. He yes. wore he wore blackface. Yes. Um, he likes <laughs> he young likes girls. girls, and I think that's about all you need to know. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he he was also that song he did, and they recorded it in Oakland, and he had like the, the oh. burner gloves on, and it's just it's yeah. Just, stop. He's an ape. He is Stop. the definition of appropriation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Okay. He did a music video where he's at a bar mitzvah. Just not Drake hate time. Okay, sorry. sorry no, sorry, it's sorry, not. Sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> he is Jewish, though. Anyway. Right, he's appropriating his own, his own self. He's also black, so, so why is he putting on black face? Black I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right, all right, all right. So something really crazy is going on in Virginia right now. Yes. Let's get into so, some politics. The Virginia House has voted to strike Lee Jackson Day from the list of state holidays. Who's Lee Jackson? Someone might ask. <laughs> Lee Jackson, um, you know, General Lee. For the Confederate. Yes. So these are Confederate um, generals. Confederate generals that have their own fucking holiday. Own slaves. Yes. And were fighting against the Union to protect that right to own slaves. They had their own holiday. It was a state holiday in Virginia. It was the Friday, get this, the Friday before MLK Jr. Day. Hmm. Hmm. But they're doing the right thing. So they're ending the Lee Jackson Day, and they're going to replace it with Election Day. <laughs> so there's actually already four states that have state holidays that are Election Day. Which is R. Sorry, R. Let's let's you know use proper grammar in this bitch. Which is R. Which is R. Delaware. Which is me. Hawaii. Ay. Kentucky. Ay. And New York. Bam. So in theory, this would help to increase turnout. Both okay. Turnout in yeah, the yeah, state. yeah. But For I. Sure. So. I, at first, I was like, these motherfuckers have a Lee Jackson day. Yeah, like what the yeah. fuck? First of all, I was I was number one. I'm like, oh god, this day exists. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why any black people live in Virginia. All right, mm. that's one. Yep. <laughs> Two, oh my God, Election Day. I've thought this for a long time. It should be a fucking holiday. It should be. I should be allowed to not go to work on Election Day and just go home, take an hour and read up on the issues, Yep. and then walk to my bowling booth. Bowling. Bowling. Bowling booth. Bowling booth. <laughs> bowling <My> booth. <laughs> bowling booth. Polling station. Whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're good. I fucking Sorry. <laughs> vote from home anyway. Yes. But, you know, I should be allowed to take a day to not just to vote, but to be able to, like, go through 
the ballot and figure out who and what I want to vote for and why. Yeah. So if I had a day where I was off so I could do that and have to worry about missing work or mm-hmm. making an excuse for my employer, I feel like I'd be a more informed participant in this democracy. Right. I feel like that's what holding, what's holding a lot of people back. There's, what, 40% of the country doesn't vote? Right. At least let me take a half day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I, I don't know. I, I was shocked initially mm-hmm. and then rejoiced. Um, it's not passed yet. It still has to go through both houses in, or the second house, state house. Mm-hmm. Um, it, went through, it went through their house. needs to go through their state senate body. Um, but then once it passes through there, the governor will probably sign it, and it'll be good to go. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Trey? I think I just what we just said. I think that's amazing. I think about like when like Labor Day, there's still people working on Labor Day, which is like fucked up. So I was like thinking of I was like, okay, the people that normally work on holidays are like retail, like food government service. food service and like government employees that like like toll bridges and shit like that. Oh, cops, fire cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's like, so y'all should be able, like, there should be a way, so that's why I was like a half day. Like, there should be like, you can get half the day off, you just ch- choose what half the day you about to work. Um, and I think, I feel like half a day should be more than enough, but at the same time, but that's just for the, like, those crucial, like, I don't even feel like food retailers should be, should be open like that. Sometimes. I don't know. Are you going to get your... Yo, Popeye's spicy chicken. Nigga, go to the goddamn grocery store. So there are gonna be people working at the grocery store? You should have went to the day before, or you can't eat. Like plan your day out. I don't know what you want. I had to work the day before, so I can have this day off. See, it's it's hard. It is. It's hard. It's a mm-hmm. challenge. But that's what I'm thinking. Like I I Nigga, I like the idea. Right. However, how does it work? Nigga, what's the execution? We put a man on the moon. We can't figure out how to. That's what I'm saying. Get a half day for. People to mm-hmm. still be able to eat, but then also be able to fucking vote. vote. We can figure this shit out. It ain't mm-hmm. rocket science. Mm-hmm. And if it was, we'd pay some all... smart motherfuckers to figure it out. Right. But that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like... That's all I'm saying is that I want to know, like, that. that's the, the only yeah. thing that ever happens whenever I hear about policies or anything. How are we going to roll this out? Right. That's it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, uh, I, I agree with it. I see all the problems with it, and that's just my analytical mind working, though. No, so, it should. Yeah. should. I'm down. Yeah. Election day. Let's do this shit. Let's do it. When's, uh, when's Illinois' uh, election day? Do we, have, do we have, like, a caucus or something like that? It's not a caucus. It's voting. It? I believe it's either the 17th or the 24th. Of March? March, March. yes, yes, yes. Cool. I already, I already signed up for my mail-in ballot, so it will come to me two weeks prior to election day. And cool. I'll do it out. Nice. Um, I'll have to let me write well, down a note. <laughs> so I guess I mean, here we are. We're talking about politics. I might yes. as well just fucking do this damn thing. Yeah, um, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's just do it. So first of all, uh, prerequisite. Um, probably didn't officially say this, but I'm pretty sure it's understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I am for sure going to be voting for Mr. Bernie Sanders for president. Likewise. Uh, I've donated to the campaign. Likewise. I was going to volunteer, and but then, then there was like a snowstorm, and I canceled yeah. <laughs> Um, But I am going to do some canvassing for him moving forward. Ooh, I want to come with you. Cool. I'll let you know the days. Yeah. But, so this is just, you know, 
So you guys know. Just a, a disclaimer. Where we come from. This is where we're coming from on this. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter because I, th- I feel like we're not looking at this through biased glasses. Um, because if you just... We're talking about the Iowa caucuses right now. Caucus, more like fucking circus. Exactly. The Iowa circus was a fucking shit show. Now, um, some things that you need to know prior to us talking about this is how the 2016 election... Uh, oh, or not all the way back. You're right. Not even all the way back, but like how, how the 2016 election, how Hillary became the Democratic nominee. Yes. And how we lost to Trump, you know? So... Um, everyone knows that Hillary became the Democratic nominee due to some fucked up shit at the DNC. Yes. Via Donna Brazile, like some shit that she had her hand in as well. Right. So, so pretty much Hillary signed a contract with the DNC. Yes. It's a private organization. They can do that if they want. It's not, right. it's not against the law. No. This is, all this shit we're talking about is not against the law. It's just fucking shady as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Pretty much what she was doing was the DNC was in debt. DNC was huge in debt. They didn't have any mm-hmm. money. Hillary had a ton of money. Clinton yes. Foundation, her campaign raising millions and millions of dollars from yes. big money donors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she said, okay, DNC, I'll save you. I'll, you know, bring some of my money into the DNC so yep. that you guys can continue to pay your bills. But I'm going to need to pretty much control the DNC. Yes. So any any donations that were coming in to the DNC that were for down ticket meaning like state elections local elections were funneling up to the top of the DNC and instead of trickling back down to those lower uh down ballot races they mm-hmm. were going back to Hillary Clinton mm. because she had paid the DNC and right. paid off their bills so she needed to get paid back so she pretty much controlled the DNC right. and this is the same DNC that was supposed to be running a fair and impartial uh primary yes. against different candidates and yeah. not pick a winner mm-hmm. until the voters pick a winner. Exactly. But did un- that happen in 2016? It did not. I oh. don't know about that one, Seth. Oh. Uh, no, I don't know. think about that one. Yeah. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um and and then also like thank God for WikiLeaks. I'm directly quote, <laughs> quoting uh Kyle Kaczynski. <laughs> but um yeah so we also found out that Hillary Clinton's campaign was getting access to press releases prior to them being put out. Yep. And she was getting debate questions? Debate questions. She was getting all of this information. Just the emails. Loved it. It was great stuff. It was so the 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 primary was stolen from the people. It was stolen from the people by Hillary Clinton. That's why people were so Bernie or bust. Just an FYI. So now, moving forward into the Iowa caucus, caucus excuse me, circus 2020. Um, we, didn't even thing- start, we didn't even start at the poll that came out before the oh, Iowa Oh, true. Caucus. Go ahead. We can start at the poll from before. <laughs> Go so ahead. There's, there's a poll that's supposed to, a really famous poll, excuse me for not remembering the name of it. Yes. Um, but it's a super famous poll uh, that comes out right before Iowa that predicts the winner of the Iowa caucus over the last however many primaries that we've had. For some reason, you know, Bernie was polling up, mm-hmm. and he was projected to also be up in this poll, as he was in other polls leading up to the prime, to, to the caucus, circus. The Iowa. Circus. Um, and because 
one person said, oh, I didn't see Pete Buttigieg's name or that name wasn't spoken to me over the phone when I was taking the poll, Pete Buttigieg's camp complained. And, and then got the poll thrown out, right? They pulled the poll. Wasn't it? So So what I saw, it was it didn't have to do with his name not being on there or them not saying, they said his name wrong So, so or something like that. The, supposedly what, ha- what had happened was mm-hmm. the poster who was who was reading the poll to the, the person right. on the phone, they changed the font size because they couldn't read the screen. Mm-hmm. So because they changed the font size, they didn't, they missed his name. Wow. <laughs> wow. Pete, you dirty fucking dog. Okay. I mean, you know. I get it. I understand the name of the game. So they pulled the poll leading into Iowa that usually gives whoever's winning that poll a slight boost. Right. Because that's the pulse on the block. Mm-hmm. Right before. That's what's, yeah, that's what's happening in the streets like prior. Like, yes. It's like when you get in that, like, oh, yo, you hear about homeboy? Like, that's what's on. That's the pulse. That's what's yes. going on. So... So then... Keep that in mind. Right. Then then caucus day happens. Cock, circus day happens. Circus happens, right. Circus, caucus, same word yes. at this, in, the, in, this, uh, in this thing. So what happens is... Um, what was supposed to be happening is that all... Everyone was supposed to be voting through this, this app, right? Um, the app apparently broke down wasn't working. I mean, people were saying that they were having tr- uh, trouble trying to access the app, even download the app. Yep. Like, there was some issues with the app. And we did not get results for... I, I don't even think we still... Ha- Do we not have full results yet? So they, they gave the full results, but the problem with the full results was... We didn't actually get to There's that. a bunch of the There's app a, stuff. Yes. I was going to... Yes. I was going to talk about the app stuff. But anyway, they trickled. they trickled the results out. Right? So the results from this app, let me go ahead and give you guys some information about this app. The app is called Shadow, right? And it's owned by, I can't remember... The company's name is Shadow. The company, the, the, yes, the company that created the app is named Shadow. Um, just to give you some information about that, um, the Pete Buttigieg has put, invested money into Shadow. Yes. Um, I can't remember how much. Do you know? Like 34000 34000 something like that. The DNC also... That's a lot more money. The DNC also put in money for the app as well. All right. Hillary Clinton's people are involved running. on the board. The board of the parent company of Shadow... Thank you. That's is, what I is, couldn't remember. ...is run by some Clinton people. Yes. With ties to Hillary Clinton. Right. I couldn't remember what the parent company was called. But, um... And... There's also Klobuchar, I believe, and Biden that have used Shadow to first campaign things, which apparently is not, um, like, you have apps or whatever, like... It's not against them. It's not, it's not, it's not, not unusual, yeah. is what I wanted to say. It's what's not un- unusual <laughs> to me love anyone. But anyway, what's unusual here is that the app only cost $63,000 to make. Now, I'm not sure if any of you guys are under- understand how much it costs to make an app, how much developers make. Like, just labor alone? That's half a year. That's like a six-month salary for an app developer. Like, no. No, that's not... Like, what? So that's fishy in one in, in one app, uh, um, aspect of this. Another, we just, we just uh, said that Pete Buttigieg 
put $34,000 into this fucking thing. Whereas, like, Biden and uh, and Klobuchar, she, they had, like, a couple thousand dollars in it. For sure, yeah. Which is what the normal is. So Pete did not have the normal amount. There's Clinton people on this fucking app. And then all of a sudden, this app starts to fucking malfunction on the day of the caucus. And when they start to trickle numbers out, guess who's on top? Pete Booty Butt Cheeks. Now, we call him Booty Butt Cheeks because he's trash and he's butt cheeks like... He's poop, he's boo-boo, not because of his sexual orientation. I just want to make sure that we put that out there. <laughs> because I saw, uh, no, I saw um, a couple of Trump supporters trying to call him Pete Butt. And I was like, nah, bruh. Oh, I yeah. see, I see. No, so it I has kinda, nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. If you understand what booty butt, booty butt, booty butt cheeks <laughs> is, then you understand why we're calling him that. His name is Buttigieg, so it's fine. Yeah, Buttigieg. Anyway, so Pete Booty Butt Cheeks is all over this app shit. He and he goes t- into his uh, rally declaring victory before any results are even put out there. For sure. And then as results start coming in, <clears throat> like Trusty was saying, they're trickling in a little bit yes. at a time. I don't understand why. Um, it's a fucking app. I believe Blackhawk County. Yes, Blackhawk County was was the first one where the results came in for for Blackhawk County, mm-hmm. and then the actual leader of that caucus who mm-hmm. had a piece of paper in his pocket yep. where he was writing down the number of votes and yep. who won what looks at the results that are reported and said no that shit ain't right no he was he was getting antsy he was like i don't understand what the fuck is happening why is this taking right. so long he's like oh fuck well here let me just post this shit on facebook so my my county knows what's going on and that's what happened like it didn't match and that's and that motherfucker is what helped us to understand that this was such a fucking circus and shit show of a thing because we got real numbers from the actual caucus leader and we were trying to depend on these app numbers but these app numbers were fucking fucked with which led us to try and look into who was fucking with this app and that's where we are right now. So So what happened in Blackhawk County was some votes from both Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders yep. went to Deval Patrick. Yes, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck? Who? What? Who, what? What? Who are you? And no one knows who you are. And I then, just threw my fucking notepad. And then, so if it's happening in Blackhawk County, I'm quite certain it's probably it's happening, happening in other everywhere. counties. everywhere. Right? And they, you can't trust, they there's no source it. of truth. They did find it in other counties. Yep. Not only were there, like, mystery votes moving from one candidate to another lesser mm-hmm. candidate. Talk about it. There were also the total number of people who even voted were different. So there were some yep. candidates who were reporting 160 people, but then the official results said 92. It's like, mm. we're missing 70 people's votes. What mm. the fuck is happening? I was trying to refinance my house. and I, They tried to say, tell me that I needed to pay $6 more than my fucking taxes were on my actual tax bill. I said, bitch, where'd that $6 come from? I don't give a fuck if it's 70 votes or six votes. That shit is incorrect. I need a source of truth. That's it. It's true. You know what I mean? Those six people, you're pretty much saying their votes don't count. Yes. This is a democracy. Every vote should count. Yes. And on top of that, when it gets even worse, so then... then so the, the app was already a fucking mess. The yes. caucus is a circus. Yes. Results are trickling in for days. Days. And then it looks like it's a dead tie between Bernie and Booty Butt Cheeks. Yeah, and I then, think it was at like 97% of the trickle in. there's these four satellite caucus sites where the results start to come in. Mm-hmm. And they're overwhelmingly for Bernie. 
Like, I think one satellite caucus was 75% for burning. Mm. The other one was like 80-something percent for burning. Mm-hmm. The other one was 69% for burning. And it was not until... Even after the Black Hawk County thing happened, and there were other counties where they had the same issues, even after all the other issues that we had talked about already, right? DNC didn't say shit. It was nope. not until the caucus sites came in, giving the edge not just to the the popular vote, which Bernie had already, Mm -hmm. but also the state delegate vote, Mm -hmm. which was then turning towards Bernie because of these last four caucus sites. Yep. Then the DNC comes in and says, "Ah, ah, ah, ah. I need my ball back. Y'all can't play with this right now. Yep. Um, We need to do a whole recount. We're taking over. This shit's fucked up. So it wasn't fucked up when Black Hawk County was moving votes around. It wasn't fucked up when there were missing voters. Black Hawk County wasn't moving votes On fucking voter rolls. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's fucked up now that we see Bernie could actually win. Yes. So, again, both Bernie supporters. However, this shit's fishy as hell. Yes. I mean, like, even if you're not a Bernie supporter, even if you are a Warren supporter, you right. have you have to see that right. they were... You, no one knows who that... Mo- I don't even remember the name you said. What's Deval his name? Patrick. Deval Patrick. Who the fuck is this guy? Bloomberg's not even on... They could have even... It would have been made more sense if they put Bloomberg up there because Bloomberg has been spending millions and millions of fucking dollars on ads. Not in Iowa, though. I don't give a fuck anywhere. But it just me... It just... You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. There would be a connection there. That just also shows you how dumb the DMC, DNC is. Like, why did you, you, you? What? They lost to Trump. They're pretty dumb. Fucking dumb. And they're. But this is what I'm saying. I think they're trying to use Trump tactics because you. We all know that big money, big farmer, all that shit is invested in uh, booty butt cheeks, right? Yes. So, Mayor. Forty billionaires on this stage. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah. I got. I'm gonna play the fucking mic okay. drop in a minute. So we know that they're all fucking invested in booty butt cheeks, and you're gonna go uh, go over here and try and say that this nigga is fucking neck and neck, point one percent between him and Bernie. Like what? Are you fucking kidding me? So he goes. So the what? And the reason why they had that trickle down come in is because they wanted to show that Pete was, quote-unquote, leading in this caucus, right? And the only reason why they wanted to show that and they decided not to um, release the numbers for the uh, predominantly Bernie, uh, what is it, districts or... Satellite caucus. Yeah, yeah. satellite caucus. They they had those ones come in late because they wanted to show Pete going up because that would make him go up in the New Hampshire... um, so debates and caucus. So that's what usually happens in Iowa. If right. if you're not super familiar with the primaries, um, the the number of delegates that you get from Iowa are negligible. Yes. It doesn't really matter in the overall scheme of delegates mm-hmm. counts. Just like with the regular presidential election, it's not who gets the most votes; it's who gets the most delegates. Right. So you go from state to state, you win, and you get delegates based on your percentage of victory. Right. So it has nothing to do with the delegates. Mm-hmm. The thing that happens after Iowa is you give a big acceptance speech, and the whole country gets to see your campaign celebrating, mm-hmm. and it creates momentum going into the next contest. Going into and the so election. Yeah. Bernie didn't get that momentum boost, but Booty Buttcheeks did. Right. Even though we don't actually know who won. That's why the winner, it, is, it doesn't matter who won. It doesn't, won right. Now, because it's already fucking too late. Mm-hmm. Pete Booty Butt Cheeks already stole that, that 
That momentum. That momentum and that bump that you get, that's all symbolic. It's like, it doesn't yes. really mean anything. It's symbolic. But it, but I, but I, that's, I just wanted to point that right, out so for that sure. people yeah. understand what the strategy was. Right. And that, so that's now, why, that's the why. That's the why. Yes. And so as Bernie, so now we're going to go into like the Bernie supporter part because this was very um, awesome for me to see. I haven't seen like this kind of fervor from Bernie in a long time. And I think this is the kind of shit that's going to win elections and win other people, people that aren't uh, Bernie Sanders supporters over. I need you guys to listen to this shit right quick. This is him in New Hampshire at the debate calling out booty butt cheeks. It's a funny thing. There are millions of people who can desire to run for office. But I guess if you're worth $60 billion and you could spend several hundred million dollars on commercials, you have a slight advantage. That is nonsense. What we have got to do is have a nation in which we not only overturn Citizens United, we move to public funding of elections. In terms of public, in terms of money and politics, all right? Our campaign, and I am enormously proud of this, Unlike some of the folks up here, I don't have 40 billionaires, Pete, contributing to my campaign. Coming from the pharmaceutical industry, (laughs) Wall Street, and all the big money interests. What we do have is we have now over 6 million contributions from 1.5 million people averaging $18.50 a contribution. That is in the history of American politics. If we want to change America, you're not going to do it by electing candidates who are going out to rich people's homes begging for money. The way we're going to do it is build a mass movement of working people who are prepared to stand up, not take money from these billionaires, not take money from Wall Street, but stand up to the drug companies and Wall Street. And if you want to be part of that political revolution, BernieSanders.com. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Hey, I think the funniest part of that shit, though, is when, like, as he's like, unlike Pete, like forty billion money from forty billionaires, and he's like raising his hand, like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, if you if you if you watch the debate, if you watch the yeah, if you watch the debate, Pete looks so defeated. And I will give him this: he didn't have a bad answer. It wasn't a great answer after that, but his answer after that wasn't bad. To his base, they're probably going to be like, "Oh, okay," because we also have to remember how Pete talks. Pete talks in circles. He uses pretty words and he flowers things up. And he and he says things that are cliche, but don't really quite make sense, but could make sense if you just were in the clouds. No, like, see, <laughs> see, Pete speaks to your emotions. Mm-hmm. This country was founded on his, this is his believing booty butt in cheeks. ourselves as individuals, and how <laughs> as individuals together collectively. <laughs> We can achieve anything. As individuals collectively together. <laughs> he says the same words in succession. Like, what? There's nothing we can't do. We can't do There's anything together as do. individuals. <laughs> like, what? What are you saying right now? I think the point is, he doesn't speak for policy. He even made a point of saying, we should speak more on philosophy and work on the policy later. No, nigga, I need policy. Yeah, policy, nigga. Sorry. Tell me how this shit gonna get done how because we've been talking about this. We know what the philosophy is. 
We don't know what the fuck you about to do for us. Right. Black people, if you are fucking for this little piece of shit booty butt cheeks, I swear to God, I don't understand how. He told us he doesn't want he our vote. He told us to our face, on video, he don't want your vote. Don't do that shit. Anyway, we gonna fucking end it right here because we can go on and on about this shit. It's true. But... We don't want to make this an uh, hour and a half. Ooh, we're just under six minutes till it's an hour and a half. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> once again, thank you for listening to us. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Follow us on Spotify. And if you really love us, prove it. Put your money where your mouth is. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor for as little as a dollar a day. We are Through the Crate, recording right out of VSOP Studios. Bitch, make your ass sound better. Not like booty butt cheeks, folly words. Um, and we are out this motherfucks. Deuces.